It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into our Locked On Sports special for this 2024 NBA trade deadline. 3 p.m. Eastern time, of course, is the deadline today. But Sean Woodley of Locked On Raptors would tell you that the Raptors give no care about the 3 p.m. Eastern trade deadline because maybe they have been the activists. The most active of all, boy, Weta North is doing things right now. The most recent one we want to talk about, we want to start with the trade where Kelly Olenek, Ochai Abaji are actually who the Raptors are going to get. The Jazz, Otto Porter, Kyra Lewis, 2024 first round picks, and Utah, LAC, Houston, OKC are all in sort of that mix because, hey, that's how it goes with the NBA trade. But when you heard about this particular trade, what were the first thoughts, Sean, in terms of what the Raptors are trying to do with this trade? Yeah, I think like the first blush from a lot of people was, wow, the Raptors are trading a first round pick for an expiring Kelly Olynyk. Why would they buy right now? They're 18 and 33. Mm-hmm. But I think that kind of misses the point of what the Raptors are doing here. The Raptors with the Pascal Siakam trade got three first round picks, two of yes. which are in the back part of this year's first round. They also in the OG Ananobi trade, got what's probably going to be the 31st overall pick from the Detroit Pistons. So having three picks in the back part of this draft, it's, there's a surplus to it, right? There's only mm-hmm. so much you can do with three rookies coming in. And sure. I think here the Raptors have made a decision to use one of those picks. It's the one that, like you said, it's co- sort of in that sort of hybrid of four teams, different fates in the standings. But ultimately, mm-hmm. it's probably going to be the Clippers or the Thunder pick, which is going to be 28th, 29th in this year's draft. So they use that pick to get a guy in Ochai Abaji, who I think they view as a more likely player to become a rotation piece in Scotty mm-hmm. Barnes's early prime over the next couple of years here than unnamed teenager X who they might take in this year's draft. Abaji's a couple of years further along in his career, mm-hmm. has a little bit of juice to his game, and addresses something the Raptors badly need, which is perimeter defense. And so I think that's the reasoning there. And then with Olinick. You know, I think the plan here is probably for the Raptors to try to retain Olenek in the summer. They don't have a Mm -hmm. lot of money on the books. Pascal Siakam's not getting the bag from the Raptors. OG Ananobi's not getting the bag from the Raptors. They just moved off from Dennis Schroeder as well as we're talking here. And so they've got a lot of money this summer. I think they'll be perfectly content to offer a Canadian and Kelly Olenek the mid-level exception, something like that to stick around and be a very viable backup center on a Mm -hmm. team that is young and developing and could use the guidance and wisdom of a backup center who throws cool passes and is very conducive to development. Just ask the 2023-24 Utah Jazz how helpful Olenek was in developing some of their younger pieces. So that's the reasoning here for the Raptors. It's Mm -hmm. bolstering their position, not just for the rest of this season. It is for the long haul and making something out of a pick that they probably weren't going to have a whole lot of use for anyway by getting Abaji in the door along with Olenek. Indeed. And, you know, you said two buzzwords there. One set of buzzwords that you hear all the time that NBA teams love, and that's expiring contracts. The other Mm -hmm. is perimeter 
defense, especially when you look at the top of the Eastern Conference and you see how some of these teams are just balling out of control on the perimeter. And also you see some of the trade moves that have been made today, either for one of two things, either teams are going to say, hey, we're going to score. So we're going to go out and get that perimeter shooter or teams are saying like the Raptors, although you may not think of them as a team that's vying for the postseason. Okay, let's be real, Sean. Eastern Conference, it gets to be real muddy at the bottom. So you never know. They might miraculously sneak in to a play in <laughs> position. I mean, come on, let, let's be let's just be real about it. And yeah. so it's not a bad deal to get Abaji at this point if you're looking for that perimeter defense that might just sneak you in. But like you said, more importantly, you see a franchise in the Raptors that's looking forward and saying that we still have some pieces, we've got some assets, and we want to be able to do something now. This is an interesting one that just came through as well, where we're hearing that the Toronto Raptors are getting Spencer Dinwiddie, Brooklyn Nets are getting Dennis Schroeder and Thaddeus Young. So when you saw that trade come across the waiver wire, Sean, what were your thoughts? Huh? Uh, same, kind of, same. I think, my direct quote. Um, yeah, and this is a weird one. And yeah. ultimately, it's a money move uh, from basically every indication, right? Dennis Schroeder was due about 13 million bucks next year on the second year and, and last year of his contract. Spencer Dinwiddie is about 18 million bucks coming off the books this summer. Thad Young also about 8 million bucks coming off the books. So the Raptors add what the math is hurting my brain, but instead of having 8 million bucks come off the books, they get uh, 10 million bucks. It's, it's a nice little extra bit of savings. I suppose Mm -hmm. it is an interesting one though, because Dennis Schroeder's actually been a very nice backup for this team. He was way overextended to start the season as the Raptors starting point guard and kind of ruined their offense in many ways, just kind of commandeering possessions. But since the Raptors have reshaped their roster with the OG and an OB trade and the Pascal Siakam trades, um, you know, Dennis has really just assumed the sixth man role that he's always been best at. And he's mm-hmm. been a pretty effective player. He's been sort of the on off king as far as his plus minus when he's on the floor for the Raptors over the last six weeks or so. And look, no mm-hmm. one has very good on offs because the Raptors have been miserable in that time. But his sort of guiding of the second unit and sometimes closing games like he did last night in Charlotte have been mm-hmm. pretty effective things for this team. And my concern was that the Raptors were going to trade Dennis Schroeder for like picks and unusable players who just were salary filler. And I don't think that's the case here. Spencer Dinwiddie comes in and can actually be a good backup point guard for the Raptors to close the season. And I think that's ultimately what's important here for the Raptors. Yes, there's the savings, but also I think the last 30 games here for the Raptors, a team that's been in flux for the last six weeks, has not had a team of any sort of note together. I think it's really important as they try to lay down a foundation for what they're going to be going forward to have a meaningful last 31 games, whether they push for the play in or not, I don't think it really matters. They're going to finish sixth, seventh, eighth or ninth, probably in the lottery odds. They owe a top six protected pick to the Spurs. They're probably not keeping that pick anyway. And frankly, there are some benefits to just deferring that pick or sorry, conveying that pick and then getting all control of their picks back this summer anyway. And so I think Spencer Dinwiddie allows them to, be competitive, try to win some games, but more just try to play competent basketball while also saving them some money. So I don't hate it, even though I was not exactly itching for Dennis Schroeder to get moved because I think he's been a totally fine player for the Raptors. Yeah, and Dinwiddie was, of course, traded from the Nets to the Raptors along with Dennis Smith. Is that kind of just a toss-in, or do you see any viability there for, for this team? 
I'm not sure we have the confirmation that Dennis Smith is involved. This is the thing that's going on today yeah. is the nonstop, uh, is this the trade yes. or is there more right. to come? I don't actually think Smith is going to end up coming to the Raptors mm. here. If he were, that'd be great. Um, mm-hmm. and a little nice defensive backup point guard option for the Raptors, but I don't think that is actually in the move here. Uh, the okay. other thing, though, is Thad Young goes the other way. And look, this breaks my heart personally as someone who <laughs> loves Thad Young, who loves a 6'8 old man YMCA game throwing around cool passes and being completely physically overmatched. Uh, I, I was having a really good time watching Thad Young, who's played some really nice ball for the Raptors over the last six weeks or so. Uh, obviously, he was going to be an expiring guy. He was not mm-hmm. part of the long-term plans for this team. And Kelly Olynyk kind of renders Thad Young's role on this team moot because Olenek's just better at it while also being three inches taller with the right which the Raptors desperately need just size wise and so that bums me out as as part of this trade more than anything else I would say but Mm -hmm. overall a fine piece of business that I don't know if I'll have really strong opinions on barring you know Spencer Dimity coming in and being some sort of electric six man of the year candidate over the last 30 games of the season. Well, we'll keep our eyes posted on it and peeled because, yeah, like you said, many of these deals, we're getting these reports and we understand that they need to be consummated ultimately uh, by the two teams or in some cases, three team trades and, of course, by the association. So we'll see where Smith lands. Thank you so much for stopping by, Sean. We appreciate you. Of course, for all Raptors news and notes, check out Sean Woodley on the Locked on Raptors show. And of course, it is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.